0: What's up, you guys? Sean Ross Fightful.com. It is January 3rd, 2022. This is your post-RAW show, and oh boy, do we have a lot for you this week. Um, I mean, right after this, over on Fightful Select, Alex Pawlowski goes live with Sour Graps. He also did a show with Kate for day one. Subscribe to FightfulSelect.com. I'll give you the pitch later. Then... If you're up at 2 a.m. for Wrestle Kingdom, you can head over to our Twitch at uh, twitch.tv slash Fightful Gaming. They're going to do a watch along over there. Then Tuesday, NXT New Year's Evil, a stacked show there. Then on Wednesday, we're back with the list and your boy. Denise is going to be doing a Wrestle Kingdom post show at 4 p.m. <laughs> Eastern. Uh, at the same time, I think we'll be doing the list goes on, but you know, that's that's pretty evergreen. Friday, SmackDown and AEW post-show. Saturday, I think I'm going to be doing a brief Battle of the Belts uh, post-show. And Denise and Steven Jensen will be doing Impact Wrestling Hard to Kill, which is on pretty late that night. And if that wasn't enough for you, I'm dropping an interview with the undefeated Steve Macklin later this week on Fightful. And uh, Tuesday, Chelsea Green and Gail Kim all ahead of hard to kill Uh, Denise. It is a busy week. Oh, oh, by the way, Wednesday night, AEW on TBS. There's a little match, you know, ah, Brian Danielson, hangman page. One of those.
1: Um, yeah, this week is absolutely bananas. All right. I was setting my schedule. I kind of had already mentally prepared for this, you know, two weeks ago, knowing these shows were going to be happening. But today I kind of like formatted everything and I have a really strict schedule as to what I'm watching when I'm watching it. And I'm going to be honest with you. I'm a little bit stressed out. I'm trying not to think about the week. I'm taking it day by day.
0: Oh man. Somebody says your bestie, Gail Kim, that is true. I posted a little clip of her uh, yelling at me over spoilers, and I was like, well, just tell Chelsea Green to not tell me anything anymore. Did the you way- happen
1: to see any follow-up from that tweet? I didn't. Oh, oh so much. you didn't see your bestie, Gail Kim, talking shit about you?
0: What'd she say? What'd she say? Oh, I saw you pile on, saying that she was giving me a lesson.
1: No, I said she should kick your ass, and she agreed. I convinced what? Gail she- Kim— To kick your ass.
0: Listen, as I say in the interview, if me and Gail ever have a match, she's going to have to put over the much younger talent here. And uh, she she was mad at me that I was posting those spoilers. But the way that I met Chelsea Green is because last year, or not last year, 2020, during the Performance Center era, I was getting a bunch of spoilers. And I had like five people from the PC say, we all know it was Chelsea Green. And I had never spoken to Chelsea Green before. <laughs> and I messaged her. I was like, why does everybody think you're giving me spoilers? So when it came time for her to do her first post WDB interview, she was like, This would be kind of funny if we did this.
1: So they just assumed that it was Chelsea?
0: Yes. Everybody thinks they know who it is. And Denise, you do know some of the people I talk to. And
1: I try not to pry.
0: I know, but you you know a couple of them, right? And <laughs> I mean, there are some people that don't make it a secret, but I just thought that was always funny that I didn't know the person that they thought was leaking stuff. And that's how I came to know this person is because they got accused of leaking stuff. So that's there marvelous.
1: You go. They should accuse you. They should accuse more people, the, the more people, so that you can get connected with them.
0: <laughs> Pile driver finish said, Was she masked of spoilers or could you keep calling her old? Uh, Gail Kim is my youthful, exuberant bestie. Uh, she's wonderful. I'm I'm so proud to call her a bestie. Guys, leave a thumbs up on this video. Get in your super chats at youtube.com slash Fightful. Get in your Humper chats at humperchats.com. Um, I want to send a personal apology to Dr. Six Fingers Esquire. We missed a couple of them. Uh, our our Grapsity fellows, they they lost access to Humper chats the other day, so uh, we meant to send those in. I've been in uh, contact with them to, to make it good, but I just want to apologize to him on the air because uh, we definitely never want that to happen. So apologies to you, my friend. We will make good on it anytime you want something read for the next few weeks. Just just hit me up and we will make good on it. But head over to humperchats.com if you have a PayPal. You can have that. Uh, you can have your question or statement read on the air whether it's about the show or not. And that's the case throughout pretty much all this week. Our moderator Luis is going to be here uh, helping out here and there. So uh, if uh, you need that. If you need your question or statement right on the air, there you go. We also have the new Fightful magazine. Uh, Dan Housen's on the cover. And starting this week, digital editions will be available on Fightful Select. If you are a subscriber to Fightful Select, you get the magazine for free digitally. So check that out. Another good reason to subscribe to Fightful Select. You know, maybe maybe I'm going to post a, an interesting Jeff Hardy story on Tuesday. I don't know. I don't know maybe i posted before uh raw tonight that alexa bliss was going to be uh, a part of the show maybe i did that i don't know i don't know maybe you should subscribe and see denise what did you think of raw tonight they actually announced some pretty pretty interesting things before the show
1: uh there were some good moments of raw i thought that the opening was pretty strong i thought a couple of stuff in the middle were entertaining and i thought the main event was phenomenal loved the main event <laughs> Uh, everything else kind of felt a little bit, uh, you know, it's, it, it dragged a little bit. I kept looking at the time for a couple of moments, but <laughs> there were some good things and we'll talk about those, but I do got to say, I love the main event.
0: I certainly did not need 14 minutes of entrances. I don't need that. <laughs> I, to, and, and I'll, I'll expand a little bit more on that, but, uh, we have Chad Zuber says Veer came so fast. We missed it, buddy. He's been coming forever. He has been coming forever uh johnny garcia says didn't watch much of raw tonight veer didn't make his debut i think he needs to lay off the blue Chew so he can stop coming uh orlando says srs you were right about tonight's raw some good stuff happened and they're setting up things there were some good wrestling tonight i thought
1: sean so since we've got a couple of super chats on veer can i ask now is it a bad sign that we didn't get no veers coming promos here today on the first raw of 2022
0: after I broke some veer coming news on Fightful Select last week, I'll go ahead and tell you guys, because it's been about a week since I posted it. I was told at the time that those started, those, those vignettes, they had like no creative plans for him whatsoever. It was just like, let's run these vignettes. In fact, one person that I talked to was like, yeah, we don't know why they split him from Gender and Shanky. We were never given like any solid direction. And they said it wouldn't surprise us if he, they just put him back with Gender and Shanky. I mean, I, it'd, be a, it'd be super annoying if they did it, but it would be kind of funny to me if they ran vignettes from October to January that he was coming to Raw, then he just inexplicably pops up on SmackDown with gender like nothing ever happened. That would I, be kind of funny to me.
1: It would be funny, yeah. but at the same time, Sean, how hard is it to just have him come out? Listen. Tonight. You're asking me how a simple match and that's it. That's it. Nobody would say anything. We would all have a good time. He finally made it. Ha ha. And we'd move on with our lives.
0: You're you're asking me how hard it is for some guy to keep coming. And I don't know. I don't know. I just know he's been at Raw like several times lately. But Orlando says, "Can't wait for this week of wrestling. NXT, New Japan, Impact, and AEW. Oh boy, it is a loaded week." Uh, Amir says just a super chat for hashtag premium step host. And our friend, actually, I'll say that for the ad read, but Tom Brady says any chance Champa could be called up if he called up if he drops the belt to braun tomorrow. I think there's more of a chance of Braun Breaker to win the title and be called up than Champa to be called up. I don't think Champa wants to be called up. He has told me personally, Denise, that if he if he was presented, with the situation of being on the road with WWE and traveling uh at that level he probably just wouldn't have signed with them.
1: Yes, but this was this before or after NXT
0: 2.0? Um, I think it was before. Might,
1: okay, so then maybe things changed though. Maybe opinions, decisions, maybe Th- things possible. changed.
0: That's possible. Uh fight <laughs> <laughs> Anakin says, when do we start calling Veer, Vera Lena? I like that. I like that a lot. Oh, man. Alicia Ellis also sent in a Humper chat uh, that said, I know it's scripted, but Biggie is a professional, but I would love to know how Biggie genuinely felt when he heard the news of how the match was going to go. I mean, I can tell you that many people were dejected about it backstage and they felt like he was undermined an awful lot during his run. And uh, I posted a whole mess of news about day one on FightfulSelect.com when they found out what they knew, what they didn't know, and I mean the talent, um, what people backstage thought about it. And I had people pointing to Big E and Kevin Owens specifically and said these two guys went above and beyond to make this entertaining and they kept on like campaigning for it to make sense. So (sighs) Monday Night Raw, Denise. We kicked off with Brock Lesnar. Now, it had been reported by PW Insider yesterday that Brock Lesnar went home yesterday. They later corrected that. Um, Fightful Selected reported this afternoon on the Backstage Report podcast, Brock didn't go home. He was here tonight. Not only is he here tonight, he's going to be here Friday. This relieves a, a significant amount of my concerns about Brock holding the title, Denise. I still don't like the way it happened. I don't. I think somebody else should have eaten the pen. But my big concern was the top prize isn't going to be defended. He's not going to be on the show. And here he is. He's going to be on Raw. He's going to be on SmackDown. And he's defending at the Royal Rumble. What do you think of Brock just being there before we get into the pay, uh, to the promo itself?
1: I knew it was happening, yet the day that we were doing the pay-per-view poster sheet, you were all like, he's not even going to show up to Raw. You even think he's going to be there to cut a promo? We're going to
0: mute Denise now. Uh, That is not what I said. I said it is very likely that he is not going to be there. I did not say he's not going to be there whatsoever. I said that I've covered numerous Brock Lesnar title reigns, and this happened. Denise, are you okay? Are you veering right now? Are you veering <laughs> really irritated.
1: hard? We're eleven minutes into this show, and I can't even
0: anyway. Brock Lesnar cuts a promo. He stands on the stairs and he thanks Paul Heyman for making a lot of things happen. He makes uh he made the match happen itself. and Paul Heyman went in on the mic. What did you think about Paul Heyman?
1: What I think is that you should host this show by yourself. But anyways, I
0: can, if I want, here we go. Paul Heyman said that Roman Reigns spent one week without him as special counsel. And now he's got COVID. He said it'd be an honor for Brock Lesnar to face big E. He put over a lot of other people, but he said that Seth Rollins wife, Becky Lynch was going to leave him because he couldn't beat Brock Lesnar. Denise.
1: I love this promo. <laughs> I thought it was really good. I, um, I'm
0: glad you're finally talking about the promo instead of me, Denise.
1: All right. So where was I trying to get at with this? So first. of inform- I don't have something bitching at me. Okay. Can you let me talk, please? Sure. Okay. So I first want to say just that, that
0: you complain about me all the time. I don't know. You why, know what, Sean?
1: I'm done with you. <laughs> can I please do my job? Thank <laughs> yes, you very much.
0: I'm trying to let you.
1: Okay, so it's just that every time that I
0: try to cue it to you, you just complain to me, or complain about me. What's the big deal, Denise? Anyway, uh, continue, please. I, I'm I've been begging you to just talk.
1: <sighs> I don't even know what I was trying to say anymore. You <laughs> fucked me up. We're talking All right. about the promo, Denise. Brock- language, Barack Lesnar. <laughs> I don't even know what I was gonna say anymore. You completely <laughs> threw my like train of thought away. Okay, so anyways, what I want to say about this—I think this- that you
0: threw your own. Okay, train that's of
1: thought it, to- Sean. <laughs> that's it. I'm literally trying to get it together. I'm trying to remember what I wanted to say about this. Now I can't even remember anything.
0: Orlando says, "Okay, me. there.
1: That's Modern. it. Modern. That's Modern. it."
0: Denise is going to rage quit one day.
1: Please.
0: Thou shalt not mock the one who mutes. Denise, I'm so mute heavy. I muted myself last week. Why are you doing this to me?
1: Look, I'm trying to breathe. Okay, here we go. So I really... That's it, Sean. Stop. I really like this promo. I thought that Brock Lesnar coming out and like literally laughing and being all creepy with his damn smile was phenomenal because, uh, you know, it kind of felt like you I stop. You're so
0: angry. You're like this.
1: I'm literally, I'm not even going to look at you right now. Okay. So (laughs) Brock Lesnar. Okay. I am a professional here. Okay. Please. Brock Lesnar coming out. (laughs) I feel like I'm scripted now. I can't even remember my own line.
0: I'm not even interrupting you anymore. You're interrupting yourself.
1: All right. Dude. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah. For reals though. For reals. Okay. That's it. This is for reals. Okay. So Brock Lesnar taunting. the I- <laughs> Jesus. That's me. Please. Okay. That's it. I'm done. Brock Lesnar. <laughs> coming out and taunting everybody by kind of just like going out there and being like all cocky and stuff was phenomenal Paul Heyman and then him basically telling the crowd to acknowledge him was really really good I liked all of that stuff and I also like how it tied into the end because even at the end of the show you notice that he didn't even acknowledge Bobby Lashley whatsoever and we should have kind of even seen that coming from the right at the top of this because the only person that he was addressing was Roman Reigns then when 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 Paul Heyman took the mic and Paul Heyman, I think that this line, Sean, when Paul Heyman used the COVID line, when he said uh, the quote, one week without me as a special counsel and Roman Reigns already has COVID, that line, I didn't know how that was going to be received by people. But here's my personal opinion. Like, I get why some people were like, ooh, I don't know how to react about that. But I'm pretty sure that that would not have been said had it not, well, had it not had Roman Reigns approval. I don't think they're just going to go willy nilly say something like that and not have it be like, okay, with Roman Reigns or at least man
0: was out there tweeting about it on Saturday. He was tweeting about his his COVID diagnosis.
1: So while some people may have not liked this line, I kind of liked it and kind of thought it was a little bit funny, you know, like in a way it's like, oh, Paul Heyman, if Paul Heyman was your, if if you were Paul Heyman's client, you wouldn't be getting the Rona. So, and then he even said the Rona, which I thought was pretty funny instead of acknowledging as as, instead of saying COVID, he afterwards was saying the Rona. So I thought that that was pretty hilarious, but him putting over Big E, I thought was really nice and kind of really needed, especially after the backlash that there was on social media with Big E essentially being the one getting pinned. So them kind of going out there, Paul Heyman basically saying, oh, Big E has our respect, this and that. I think that it kind of made, at least I think maybe some people might have felt a little bit better.
0: So this is a far cry from them just not mentioning that there's an epidemic at all or a pandemic at all. Like this is like such a far cry from that. And I didn't mind it. Like it was, it was intended to get people to go, Ooh, like that. And again, they are not going to, I believe WWE will do a lot of dumb shit. They are not going to risk pissing off Roman Reigns. That's the one guy. They're not going to risk pissing off. They were even, they've even risked pissing off Brock Lesnar in the past, but not Roman Reigns. Uh, I thought Heyman did some of his best work in recent years here. Like saying, let's talk about MVP. Actually, nobody ever talks about MVP. So let's talk about Bobby Lashley. I really like that. He was on fire. This is a different type of Brock Lesnar. He goes from a baby face on Fridays to like somewhere in between on Mondays. And I love Brock Lesnar. He was outsmarting people all along, but... I've always said Paul Heyman follows the gold, no matter what. And that's what he did here. He didn't have to follow Lesnar. Lesnar didn't even have to beat Roman. I still think he's following the gold. I think he's following the championship and following the money. I think that's where his loyalties lie.
1: Well, I think that's also what adds to the Paul Heyman character and what makes him so great is that at the end of the day, he's this businessman. You know, when he comes out, he's always saying, my client, my advocate, blah, blah, blah. He's always using those words. So why would you expect him to be loyal? Like, why would you, you know?
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh, We have a a ton of super chats and humper chats. James Nepper says, who watches TV like that? Ridiculous. Who knew heel Roman and babyface Lesnar? Heyman would work. I knew that heel Roman and babyface Lesnar would work because it was different. People always wanted Roman to be the heel there. So I'm, I'm not surprised. Chad Zuber says, do you believe Heyman putting over Big E was due to the changes from day one? Yes. I think that Paul Heyman has long recognized that Big E is worth protecting, and uh, he knows quite frankly that a lot of the heat is on Brock Lesnar because of those changes, like from a personal level. So I thought that's that was his way of giving Biggie a little bit of a rub. Denise,
1: do you think if there would not have been backlash at that, that portion of the interview, the portion of that promo would have been included?
0: If I there think, wasn't all
1: that backlash. To I the don't pin? think.
0: I don't think it would have been that much. I think it would have been scaled back a lot. You know what I mean? Like, I think that they probably wouldn't have went so over the top as to not take. I mean, he took a little bit of a shot. He's like, it would be an honor to face Big E. He would lose, but it would still be an honor. I think it would have been scaled back a bit.
1: Yeah, it did kind of feel like they went that extra mile to sort of make sure that everyone knew that, you know, Biggie was respected and that this wasn't necessarily uh, done as a, you know, uh, as a negative thing to Biggie in the sense of like, oh, this is, this had to be done because this is the story that's moving forward. So I did kind of feel like it was very obvious that they went that extra mile. And you don't very often see Paul Heyman say stuff like that. If he does, it's very quick. And like you said, still the burial, which we got, obviously but it, it felt very very obvious
0: it's also it yeah it's, it was intentional you could you could tell cj the titan thompson says first super chat love from south africa well thank you very much we appreciate you uh a lot orlando says this brock is giving me uh Brock vibes from 2003 and four. the shade from paul Heyman and his promo yeah that early 2003 brock to mid 2003 brock an underrated era uh, on smackdown i thought Omar says, SRS, to answer your question from Saturday, the Royal Rumble winner can face the NXT champion. Uh, Reigns and Lesnar can be a unification match. Listen, I still don't want those titles unified. Uh, But yes, it was made very clear, and we'll go ahead and talk about it now. Uh, In the Vince McMahon vignette or or deal with, with Austin Theory, Vince McMahon enters Austin Theory into the Royal Rumble, and he says, the champion of your choosing. It was very clear whatever champ he wants to face he's going to be able to face. To me, I take that quite literally in WWE. If he wants to face a tag champ, he can face a tag champ. I take that I, I take that pretty liberally and literally.
1: With how WWE can do I don't WB think you do should, things. Sean. Because really? in his, in Vince's eyes, it might have just been like when he said, "You could, any champion of your choosing." He he was probably just talking about you know the WWE champion and the Universal oh, champion. I, I don't think. You, oh, so you know something? All right, cool. I'll just be quiet now.
0: Chad Zuber says Denise is going to pull an Antonio Brown, <laughs>
1: dude. James, for reals, man.
0: James Nep and uh, actually Patrick Girardi says the same thing. She's going to quit in the middle of this review. Anakin says, This is why Raw Post.
1: Stop interrupting me, me, Denise. Can I leave you now? Have
0: some manners, Denise. Stop interrupting me. I would never do that to you. Anakin says, This is why Raw Post shows are can't miss, even when Raw isn't. Cyclops says, Denise dressed like she's going to a CMB meeting. What is a CMB meeting?
1: I don't know what a CMB meeting is. Let me Google it. Should I be insulted?
0: JW Pringle says,
1: Please step
0: host. Stop it. And James Nepper says, Martha!
1: City National Bank?
0: <laughs>
1: Do I look like a banker? <laughs> <laughs> what?
0: Amazing. Amazing. I hope that's what it is.
1: Well, I'm just saying, like, <sighs> look, you said, I don't know i'm just trying to be more professional here so if i look like a banker pardon me no
0: it's okay i appreciate it (laughs) these
1: are actually my grandma's pearls too they're not real pearls but they're my grandma's
0: volob says we veer hard or we don't veer at all Blood says if there aren't massive come forever chance when veer finally comes i'm not sure what we're doing i really hope that happens so somebody says it's it's a new jack city reference i've actually never watched new jack city it's on like it's on a short list of movies that I have to have to watch. It's like number two or three on that oh, so list. So we weren't
1: talking about city national bank.
0: No, but you know what? <laughs> it's still funny and I'll still believe it.
1: Well, that's what comes up when you, when you Google CNB meeting.
0: Amazing. Nerd Guru says was odd that Heyman didn't give Seth his flowers when he beat Brock twice. Their SummerSlam slam 19 matches an all-timer Rollins won that crowd over. I was there. It was really really great. Um it's just that everything after that point with the title is so bad. That that 8 months of top title booking was one of the worst I've ever seen in pro wrestling. Uh I would I would have to go back to like maybe TNA 04 and WCW 2000 to remember a worse time. Maybe Great Khali, maybe Maybe a couple runs in there, but, oh boy, late 2019 was terrible. Alicia Ellis says, wanted to send some good vibes to Big Swallow as she navigates the new influx on horrible people coming after her. Imagine if a prominent figure hadn't extended the invitation. Uh, If you guys want to hear me talk about that, uh, check out the backstage report on Fightful Select today. I did speak to Tony ahead of that tweet. Uh, We had some pretty fundamental disagreements. I'll say that much. Uh, There was some stuff I agree with them on, but there were uh, a lot on that approach that I didn't agree with, whether it be to me, to Swole, to Will. And Will Washington spoke about this at length on Grapsity this past Saturday. Please check out that Grapsity show. Will Washington, Phil Lindsay, Righteous Reg are the people you should be listening to uh, from this outlet on this subject, as well as uh, guys like Robert DeFelice. But Captain Sean Dean uh, came by. Uh, Baron Black, who's done a lot of AEW work, came by as well. Uh, Please check that out. But, um, yep, that was quite the situation. Uh, Lonnie Barker says, Do you think that they'll wait until July to call up Braun Breaker to dethrone Roman at SummerSlam or give him a full two-year run with the title and have Roman help Braun adjust the main roster?
1: This is the story of The One. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. Well, I guess we'll find out tomorrow if he wins the title, a Braun breaker. Do you think that we should still expect him? he us say tomorrow he wins the title, right? He
0: mm-hmm. becomes
1: NXT champion. Do you, do you think like we would still see him come up in the main roster sometime this later this month? Do you think that would be pushed, pushed further? If he doesn't think... win, do you think he'll be in the Royal Rumble?
0: I don't think we're going to see him now. Um. On the main roster. And the more time that a person has on the main roster, the less confidence I have that WDB will protect them in booking. Um uh, Priest has been an outlier. An outlier there. Like it's it's not usually like that.
1: He can also be like a raw after mania surprise.
0: Could be. Could be. Uh one says Denise stepho Salcedo as a banker confirmed. <laughs> Jason <I> can't <laughs> even
1: do math. <laughs>
0: I'd be a terrible banker. Jason says coffee meets bagel. It's a nerdy dating app. I don't think so. Oh, I do
1: know of that dating app. My friends were on it.
0: Sheila says Denise is a step banker now.
1: (laughs) I'm never wearing this outfit again.
0: Uh, Love. love. I like the outfit. I think it's a nice outfit.
1: Thank you. I appreciate it. All the audio listeners are now going to come into the YouTube channel just to see the banker look.
0: Good. Please do. Please do. And she says, love listening to the post-Raw shows as always. Me too. It's a good time. Well, we had RK Bro.
1: Really, Sean. Is it though? I don't think I feel the same way.
0: Well, I loved backstage Randy Orton being like, Man, I don't know how you know so many people. Like him being confused as to how Riddle knows like Migos is pretty funny. And Riddle is talking about his fish swim shady. This is the same, you know, goofy stuff that we've seen before. And then we get the match. We get Alpha Academy and RK Bro. I never like the tag champs or any champ getting pinned to set up a future match. It is lazy bullshit. It is so lazy. And this was preceded, Denise, by Orton kicking Alpha Academy's ass week after week after week. Like, have them win a battle royal, have them win a match, have them win a gauntlet. Do something. If you're killing time with these 14-minute main event entrances, do something else. That being said, I love the finish. I love Otis holding up Riddle in the air as Riddle tries an RK bro or an RKO and then hitting the world's strongest slam. But I don't need to see the champions lose. This is why Big E's title reign seems so undermined because from the time that he won the title until day one, he had lost seven times as champion. They coast on the fact that these people are perpetually over and I'm tired of this rant, but man, it's so frustrating.
1: So I have to agree with you. I definitely love the finish. That was actually pretty the only real memorable part of the entire match because it wasn't even that long. But given – see, I didn't – like, also, I didn't mind seeing this match either because last week we did get those two singles matches, which I enjoyed uh, both of those. So coming into this tag team match, I was like, okay, this is going to be a little bit fun. Personally, I think this, this match could have gone a little bit longer because when that finish came, even though I liked the finish, I couldn't buy – Matt Riddle necessarily losing in that manner so fast. So for me, it was a little hard to buy the finish, even though I love the execution of it. But I think had this match gone a little bit longer, I would have felt a little bit more um more prepared, I think, for the actual finish. Because when it happened, I was kind of surprised by it. Like I didn't expect for them to A, to lose and B for it to happen so suddenly. So for me, I did kind of feel a little bit like that. But my whole thing is all right, cool cool. cool, but where are we going now with Otis? What is going on? Are, are we doing something more with him in a different picture? Are we going to, you know, push him into, you know, whether it be the U.S. championship scene? Like, what is going on there? Are they just going to stay, you know, in the, you know, tag team division with Gable and Otis? Like, what's the deal? Like, for me, I don't know what the end game is with Otis because he's kind of a character where you, you know, we've seen what they've done with him in the past. And, you know, he's got, you know, obviously him getting the money in the bank was a big deal. But, I just I don't know. I don't I see where this is it. going. I don't Sorry see where this is going.
0: Sorry to interrupt. I completely forgot he was money in the bank holder. That's how like inconsequential that was. Well, and My that was God. like
1: a totally different version of Otis. Like this version of Otis has money in the bank. Winner would have been phenomenal. But regardless of that, like I just I don't know what the game plan is. The end the end um, plan for oh, I, Otis.
0: I know what it is to call oh, him tree good? trunk repeatedly. Oh. That's what? all they're going to do. They're just going to call him tree trunk over and over again. That's what they did all night. Trevor else's who worked better. Step host of the rock. So that's oh, funny. No. That's, that's immediately what I thought when Denise popped up on here, but I saw that they were pearls instead of gold. Do you have a oh, fanny pack no. on Denise?
1: You know, you can no. buy a, you can
0: buy a beautiful fightful splatter fanny pack at shop.fightful.com.
1: I'm sorry, I saw the super chat and then I glanced at myself and I was like, damn it.
0: Being small is okay, says when Riddle told Randy we have to go grocery shopping, that broke me. SRS was huge, but he's small now. What the hell?
1: What is that in regards to?
0: I don't even know. I don't know either. (laughs) Hey,
1: 775
0: says, how do you think WWE will fill the Women's Royal Rumble since their roster is so thin? NXT, Legends, or both? Both. I hope legends. Yeah, I mean, Molly Holly works there. Beth Phoenix is there. She could just pop back up in the Rumble. Maurice is there as well. They've got they've got enough people between NXT Legends and all that.
1: They could also have a couple of the NXT girls go like some maybe some of the ones that haven't even been like really seen often. I think mm-hmm. that there is different options for them. Especially they do bring in some of the legends. You think they'll do any female celebrities? Kind of like what they did with Johnny Knoxville for the dudes.
0: I would like that. I mean, why not if you're running that short? Orlando says, Otis should have won the IC or U.S. championship already. After he lost money in the bank, he didn't have direction. After they lost crowds, he didn't have direction. Quite frankly, I don't know that any one person in WWE, maybe Drew McIntyre, but he still had a pretty significant reign. But Otis was impacted the most by audiences not being there because you couldn't do the Mandy thing anymore. The audience wasn't there for their big kiss and their big moment. And the WrestleMania thing, so I think he was harmed.
1: You know what I'd pop for? What's that? Surprise venture in the men's rumble. Bad bunny.
0: That'd be good. I'd like that. <laughs> Terry Allen Jr. says, any 2K22 news coming up on Fightful Select? Yeah, pretty soon I'll have some. <sighs> Tamina and Tazawa against Brooke Dana Brooke and Reggie. This was for the 24-7 title, but it was a tag match. Okay, so this was very short, and it ended when Tezawa accidentally hit Tamina, and Tamina laid Reggie out. So she was more worried about, or, or laid laid Tazawa out. She was more worried about laying out Tazawa for a clear accidental shot than she was a winning the twenty four seven title. Okay, whatever. Dana Brooke is now technically the third longest reigning. 24-7 champion of all time. Our uh, truth is recognized as longer, but there's a little bit of funky stuff there.
1: Sean, <sighs> I'm going to have to be a little bit mean about this. I'm sorry. Have at it. I just thought that this segment of the tw- this match, this everything that they've been doing recently with the 24-7 championship has just gotten worse. I think it's the most terrible thing that we're seeing on Raw. I hate it. I was watching this today, and I just thought to myself, what am I doing with my life? That's how this segment made me feel. I started questioning my own life's decisions. My it was God. just terrible, Sean. I'm sorry. It's terrible. They need to scrap it. They need to either scrap it or give it a major makeover, make it more exciting. I cannot watch these 24-7 championship things anymore. They aren't fun.
0: They're, it's, it's just not good. And I, I don't want um... – I don't want them to scrap the title. I really don't. But, man,
1: I think at this point, I would not. I wouldn't be up. I wouldn't be upset, Sean. I'd be like, "Coop, I'm sorry. I tried. I tried. It's I gave okay. it plenty it's, of chances.
0: It's just, it just wasn't good. It's just wasn't. But it's
1: gotten worse. Yeah. That's the thing. I know. It's how. Why? It's not that hard. Go fight somewhere. I don't care where. Come on, like even today, just even just them going out in the main event, going out to the concourse, God, anything, anything would make a difference. It would be anything would be an improvement for the 24-7 championship. Like the point of the title, in my opinion, is to be fun, is to have these unexpected, you you know, things happen, these memorable things that when you look back at WWE history, you be like, oh, remember that one time that this happened? I cannot tell you one thing that I'm going to remember from the 24-7 championship in three years.
0: Well, you, you want to be nostalgic about it, you know, kind of yes. like, like when you used to be able to eat all the cereal you wanted and not feel guilty about it because you were a kid and you had high metabolism, but then you get old and you're like, oh my gosh, I can't eat all this junk. I can't eat all this sugar. I can't eat all this unhealthy food. Well, magicspoon.com slash Fightful has you covered all the flavors you love. Cocoa, fruity, frosted blueberry, maple waffle, cookies and cream. Oh, it's good stuff. 13, 14 grams of protein. It's GMO free. It's low carb. It's keto friendly. It is great stuff. I legit have like seven boxes of this downstairs. I love Magic Spoon. I start my morning off with it. Uh, And one of the things I like most about it is one serving of it gets me full. I'm not running back and forth to the cupboard to get more cereal and more cereal and more cereal. One serving of Magic Spoon does the job. And you can have it as a snack if you want to. You won't feel guilty about it. Magicspoon.com slash Fightful will change your life. And right now when you go there, use that code Fightful. You get $5 off your order. Magicspoon.com slash Fightful. And we even have a super chat about this. Greg House says, Coxhead here. Magic Spoon has now come to the UK. Do you know if your code will work here? If so, is it just Fightful? Yes, I believe it is. So uh, you should, if it's over there now, you should be able to use it um, on Fightful or or just use the code Fightful. Jimmy, I don't know when your cereal's coming. Uh, You're rich. Pay for it yourself. But you know what? You guys don't have to pay for Fightful Magazine, Denise, because at FightfulSelect.com, when you subscribe now, you get the digital edition of the new Fightful Magazine free. Free. We have UFC fighter, former UFC fighter Nate Marquardt, writing for us. Uh, the Wrestler's Tribune with EC3, a look at Jake Paul being boxing at its biggest heel, a look at Piper Niven, Dewdrop. You okay there, Denise? I'm
1: sorry, articles. but I ain't articles. got no Vanna White skills. Continue articles
0: on articles on Dan Hausen, Minor Suzuki, Retro Gaming, so much more. This brought to you by Blue Chew. We definitely thank them. Check it out. Speaking of Piper, Niven, and Dewdrop, Denise, they had this woman walk in to Adam Pierce in Sonia Deville's office and say, I'm tired of everybody cutting me in line. Well, why was that? Because Becky Lynch had cut a promo. It was, it was pretty long-winded. It was fine. It was a heel promo. She said, Liv Morgan already screwed up her New Year's resolution. She lied. She didn't win the title. Bianca Belair comes out. Why wouldn't she? She's still got an issue with Becky Lynch, and uh, she's beaten Drop like three or four times. She says, I want my title shot. Liv wants her title shot. They're going to clash, even though Liv lost clean as a sheet on Saturday. Don't get it. But they have Drop walk in there after six straight losses. She has not won since October, Denise. And say, I'm tired of everybody cutting me in line. Now, Bless Drop. Bless this woman because she's trying to make sense of it online. She went out and she tweeted and she said, let's see. Liv lost to Becky twice. Bianca lost to Becky 347 times. They get a shot too. What's so hard to understand about that? Well, since then, Bianca has won some matches. Liv hasn't. So I don't know within storyline why she would get a shot. Especially considering it was clean the other day. (sighs) I'm just begging for them to make some sense of this stuff.
1: Sean, I just kind of feel like I get why we're saying, oh, you know, dude Drop shouldn't be demanding more because she's been losing left and right. But if we rewind a little bit, do you remember Survivor Series and how all that came about? She has been trying to get um, some sort of explanation as to why certain women are chosen for certain things since before the Survivor Series. This has yeah. been something like when they did that whole backstage segment thing when they were all saying like, you know, how come I'm not in the Survivor Series team? Blah, blah, blah. Uh, so this has been going on for a while now. And truthfully, like I didn't even remember. I'm watching the shows every single week. I didn't even remember that dude job was on a losing streak, but that's just because they haven't really done much there. But, um, like it, because they don't really make wins and losses really mean anything. Do I, I almost feel like, you know, her going out there and complaining about it. Eh, I have nothing against it.
0: Yeah. Um, Bianca, I don't have an issue with live. It's like she got pinned. It was a cheat the first time. She got pinned clean the second time. Why? Why would this need to happen again?
1: I mean, I think like we all saw Bianca coming in, and I think if she didn't come in, it would. Because at this point now, Becky Live, it's kind of getting a little bit, you know,
0: too much. It's too much, too Same much shit. now. Same. I'm shit. not.
1: I'm not as interested as maybe some other people were, or maybe as I was when this first this whole thing first started. Unfortunately, a lot of that interest that I had in that storyline has decreased a lot. And so I'm ready to see who Becky Lynch's next challenger is going to be. And I was very happy when they announced that they were doing that triple threat match next week. It made me excited. Like, okay, I personally wish that we would have already had a clear direction of who Becky Lynch's next opponent was going to be. Um, Because, yeah, it's just the whole Liv Morgan, Becky Lynch thing. It's now getting old. We're seeing the exact same thing over and over. Uh, I just don't think it's Liv Morgan's time yet. And they've already told us it's not her time yet. Oh, cool. So now have her do something else. Let's see. Let's continue this whole thing with Becky Lynch. Let's have her do something else. And whenever it's Liv Morgan's time, we'll come back to that when it's time.
0: Being small is okay, says, I just purchased that Fightful beanie. It's fire. I'm very proud of that beanie. That's one that um, I helped design. So thank you very much. I appreciate that. James Barris says, hello, SRS and Step Host. Always happy to hear the Raw review on Monday. You're both always a fun listener, and I wanted to share my appreciation. Well, I appreciate it a lot. Toon77 says, Raquel should debut at the Rumble and Rec Shop. I would not be opposed to that. Um, I don't know what else she's got left in NXT, especially in this new era.
1: There's not much, and they pretty much already wrapped up a bow with her and Dakota Kai, too. So there really isn't much.
0: We got some 24 uh, 7 talk as well. Juan Ortiz says, just like with how Crash Holly's hardcore championship arc was in 2000, that was fun. Yes, it was. And there's nothing memorable about the 24 7 title on a regular basis. I could name, I could probably name 15, 20 things from the hardcore title off the top of my head.
1: I remember like as a kid watching like the hardcore title stuff like, and obviously because I believed everything was real I used to watch and I used to be like oh my god Ooh, what happens when they're at the airport what happens when they're doing this oh my Damn. god did they even sleep obviously I was a kid trying to think of like how the t- how the hardcore champions essentially you know live their lives and because we would get all of these like impromptu moments where you would see somebody like just going about their day and all of a sudden you know they're fighting for their championship and that was exciting and you know as as a kid believing in everything and thinking that everything was real, it was one of the most exciting things to see. And I just, I feel like you should bring a little bit of that element. Yeah. It should be that element should be part of this.
0: I'm big on like, I don't really care what your opinions on wrestling are. They can't really be wrong. If I hear anybody saying that 24 24 seven title is better than the hardcore title. I'm immediately like, come on, what the hell? Like people say that. Oh, you can find somebody that says anything, but Vince McMahon gifting it to, to Mick Foley. You've got the the river fight. You've got the, the glass jar across the head. That one was a great one. Rhino, I think it was, into the shopping cart. Molly Holly and the hurricane backstage where she cracks him with it. Anytime a woman was winning that title, it was like a, a good big pop. Like, I think Terry won it at one point. The Undertaker getting the title and everybody just kind of being like, uh, we don't really want it that bad. Crash Holly, uh, the hotel with the Mean Street Posse, the ball pit. There were so many good moments with that title. So, so many. Like, and they're just there's a couple okay moments with the 24 7 title, and I know it's a different type of thing, but man, it's such an easy crutch to make your show more fun.
1: Yeah. And I don't want to say, like, oh, it should be, like, a nostalgia about. I don't think that. But, damn, just, like, make it fun. Spice it up a little bit. You know, you were always talking about how, you know, WB is good at creating content, right? There you go. Bam. Create some yeah. good clips. They're good at creating moments. Create those moments. Create those. Just, you know, just add a little something.
0: Or scrap it. Anakin says, I'd pop if a 24-7 segment happened at the mall and the bucks come out of a shoe store. That will not happen. Anakin says, surprised a planted fan hasn't won the title. And Brandon Campbell says, Denise, you've been on WWE pre-shows multiple times. Why haven't you tried to win it?
1: Damn, I don't want to win the 24-7 championship.
0: Then I got to bury you on the air for having a shitty Can you segment. imagine
1: how embarrassing that would be? <laughs> I would be embarrassed. Uh,
0: I think the Mysterios and the Prophets were also announced for the Rumble. Of course, Johnny Knoxville as well. So there you go. Uh, we got Nerd Guru saying, I think Liv pins Piper next week or vice versa, protecting Bianca so she can win the Rumble and face Becky at Mania and win. Buddy, I believe it is. I believe they'll do it third time, Liv and Becky. And then. No,
1: I don't think so. This is their moment to get- I think it's going to be Bianca. Oh, it's got to be Bianca. This is the way to do it. Cause okay. What are you going to do? Put her back in the rumble. Like she just won. I mean, I get it. You can have her win The You can have, her. I just feel like it'd be better to have Bianca and Becky at Royal Rumble. Have sure. that be squared away. I, yeah, I just think yeah. that would be better.
0: Alicia says, are you nervous about covering new Japan? Afraid that TV Asahi is going to come after you guys again. It's so strange to not see anything on Twitter, hyping up wrestle kingdom. We don't post GIFs. So we don't really have that issue. Um, I've never had an issue with TV Asahi. So, um, no, if they come after me about tweets, well, oh, buddy, that's an uphill battle.
1: I don't See- post anything that has any gifs, any movies, I mean, not movies, uh, songs, nothing, because I got Universal Music Group was sending me all these, they were threatening to take down my Twitter account <laughs> all Jeez. because of TikToks that I posted from like back in 2017.
0: Unreal. CM says, any clue if there's any plan to bring Elias back or is he dead forever? I'm going to ask about it. I don't know yet, but I'm going to find out.
1: I have a theory. What's that? Okay. So here's my odd out there theory. Are you ready for it? Yes. Okay. So you know how they announced that Alexa Bliss is coming back? Okay. Alexa Bliss is going to give her evil character to Veer. And then Veer is going to bring back Elias from the dead. There you go. I solved all three things.
0: <sighs> so let's talk about it. Alexa Bliss is coming back. We reported it on Fightful Select that it was listed uh, backstage that they were going to have the Alexa Bliss story. She's coming back next week. Listen, I, I, I'm i always about continuity and all that. I would be absolutely fine if they never referenced that dog shit that they did with her for the last couple of years. Or if she just came back as normal and was like, Oh, Hey Nikki, what's up? Like, I wouldn't mind that.
1: The way that they made it seem, how did they, they they promoted it a certain way where it was almost like we were going to be watching her return unfold. So it didn't really come across as her official return. To me, the way I understood it was, oh, we're going to get a glimpse into her, her, her journey back to WWE Raw. That's the way I understood it. Was I not supposed to take it that way?
0: I don't know i, I that's just how got... i came
1: across they didn't say oh she's gonna be here next week if i remember correctly commentary said something about like we're gonna see like it, it almost seemed like a i don't know like a. do you pre- think she's coming yeah she's coming there you go but she's not officially gonna be there they didn't they didn't promote it that way how did they promote it
0: i got word like five minutes before the show that they were gonna do something regarding her on this show. We posted it on FightfulSelect.com. Please subscribe today. I'm glad to see her back. She's a welcome addition, a welcome character. Just ditch ditch the fiend shit. It didn't work Alexa.
1: Mark. Alexa Bliss's okay, Alexa Bliss's journey back to Raw. Why would they put journey back to Raw? They I mean didn't maybe say it's, Alexa Bliss back to Raw next well, week.
0: Joel Pearl says maybe three weeks of vignettes leading to a rumble return. There you that go. That makes more sense. Guys, get in your Super Chats and your Humper Chats. Go to HumperChats.com. Don't forget, tonight, 2 a.m. Uh, Eastern, we've got a Twitch watch-along for Wrestle Kingdom. Juan Ortiz says, the only negative thing about the Hardcore Championship was that it defended, it was defended in the Kennel from Hell match. Also, Hollywood Salcedo to win the 24-7 title, only for Shawn to ruin her moment. Oh, oh God, boy. no.
1: Please, no.
0: Oh, boy. Um, Well, I mean, there were lots of bad things about the Hardcore title, but they had a lot more memorable moments. Um, I'll tell you what. um, We got more memorable moments out of that than we did the women's tag team title match, which we're about to talk about, but I just see a bunch of Alexa Bliss stuff. So we'll get to those. Cadillac Carson says, do you think we're getting old little Miss Bliss or Magic Lily? Tony Velez says, do you expect the old Alexa gimmick next week? Um, and, and Lonnie says, Sean, do you have an article on Alexa coming out on select? Everyone needs to join it. Best wrestling coverage everywhere. Anakin says, if Alexa is dropping the fiend gimmick, I'm excited. Give me the heel that was winning titles or the face that was friends with Nikki. Um, and then Orlando Orego says, I wouldn't mind if she was doing therapy to remove the last gimmick. Then she's back to her original self. I want them to abandon it. People are asking, what do you think next week? Denise, I think you're right. I don't think she comes back next week. I think it's more of a video Um, based on it's not based on a, a report. It's just based on a hunch. I just don't want her to be the fiend stuff. No, That stuff was so bad.
1: I want so the little Miss Bliss back. I want that's my favorite Alexa Bliss. That's what I want. But what I want clearly doesn't and matter. It being
0: terrible was not her fault. I mean, they gave her a. F- friggin' Alka-Seltzer tablet the thing, though. and told her Sean, to try to make magic.
1: And you know this. Had they given that character to anybody else, it would have been, like, even what you would say more like horrendous. Alexa Bliss worked magic with that character (laughs) no no pun intended but she did a phenomenal job with what she was given and I don't believe that anybody else could have gotten it to the level that it got to had it not been Alexa Bliss and I feel bad that that character was not you know necessarily the greatest because I do think that Alexa Bliss did a phenomenal job with everything that she did whether it was the facial expressions we already know her promo work is great. Uh, She did her part and she did her part really well it just didn't connect with everybody but I do feel that she deserves credit I don't think that it should be looked at as like oh like hot garbage because she did a good job at it
0: well it was a lot better job than whoever booked this uh, women's tag team title match because it was over in a flash and the story is that Nikki Cross is costing Rhea Ripley success Monet Sanders says if Rhea Ripley isn't in the title picture for Mania, she should face Beth Phoenix if she's still around because she deserves more than this. I love that idea. That sounds like a rad match. RH says, with the le- lack of depth in the women's tag team, do you think it's more realistic WWE unifies the belts across SmackDown, Raw, NXT, or drop it entirely? I, I don't know. Um, if they're unifying this title, it's hard for me to believe that they might not unify another title, if you know what I mean. Like, I, I don't see why they'd un, unify one and not the other. Uh, I, be, I said from the moment they instituted the women's tag team titles on NXT, it was a nail in the coffin for all of women's tag team wrestling because you don't need that those belts there. You just don't. And it was a golden ticket to send women to any brand. It was a crutch to make sense of. And this this match was nothing. It was a, a storyline advancement. The titles were secondary to Rhea and Nikki and that's okay. And as Joel pointed out, they're about to unify the American and cruiserweight or North American and cruiserweight titles as well. And they do need less titles. They definitely need less titles, but they were, they were like, Oh, you know what?
1: Or more talent
0: that too. But I mean, they were (laughs) like, Hey, by the way, here's the million dollar belt. It's back too. And then they got rid of it. Um, any thoughts on the women's tag title match?
1: Dude, the only thing I remember from this match was everybody's face afterwards. Because everybody was like, <gasps> 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 that is the only thing I remember from this. That is it. I can't remember. Oh, and Carmella's black mass, which looks very, very. Um, So I just watched that Netflix documentary, though. I forgot what it's called. It was the one on the torso killer on Netflix uh, that took place in like Times Square and all of that. And there's yeah. a very, If you did you watch it?
0: watch the first episode
1: Okay, so it remind like it just reminded me like i watched all of it so if you kind of like once you watch all of it I sure. think your mind <laughs> the Carmela mask kind of went to some of the subject matter that was being discussed <laughs> in that documentary. So when she came out with the black mask and since I just saw the documentary, that's where my brain went and it wasn't a nice place.
0: Cadillac Carson says it makes sense if Alexa came back as normal because Charlotte ripped up the doll. Charlotte haters should be thankful. It's funny. That's funny. Uh, Street Profits against Apollo and Aziz. And there's something about the way that Commander Aziz moves in the ring. He's like a cartoon character. Like, I don't quite get it. Like, <laughs> I can't so he's even... He's like you, then,
1: in real life.
0: Uh, yeah, but, like, he'll always throw his shoulders up and then run into the ropes and, like, comically hit the ropes and then throw his shoulders up again before he does a move. There's nothing that, like... There's nothing that just is going to stop the world with his work. Montez does a nice frog splash and the street profits win. I'm glad the street profits got a win. I mean, sure. I mean, they're, they're going to do this match again next week. I guarantee it.
1: Poor commander Aziz. He just got buried 10 feet under right now. That was
0: very like, that was very polite. Like, I That was the him.
1: most polite burial, but it was a burial. <laughs>
0: It wasn't a burial. I he was see, a
1: burial. Sorry. I don't even.
0: I don't even think he's bad or anything. Like I don't see anything he does, and I'm like, well, that sucks. It's just he he moves very uniquely in the ring. The Street Prophets had great jerseys too, but there's there's not a lot to this match. The Frog Splash was about it.
1: That was the one thing I was going to bring up, please. Just this, just the frog splash. That was legitimately it because, okay, usually I feel like we're always talking about like how high his frog splashes are. But I think this time, one of the things that I feel like, and obviously it was like super high, but it was very aggressive. One of his most yeah. aggressive frog splashes, like he landed that thing. I was like, damn earthquake. Uh, it had, it was a very sassy frog splash full of attitude. I loved it. It was a good one.
0: We got a chat. <laughs> We got a chat from NerdGuru that says, Wish my rent was as free as Becky in Rick's head. Man. Uh, <laughs> Wait, so Rick what? Flair tweeted a-, a picture of Migos with Becky and Rick Flair with Becky and said, The mood is night and day. One's real and one's make-believe. She's big time, but there's no drip. And there never will be. And I thought she was the man, but I guess not because they don't own it. Ha." Huh. When are you gonna give up, Becky Lynch? You're so far behind. Woo! And you know it was Rick because he tweeted in all capital letters at the beginning of each thing. Like, what the f- what the hell, man?
1: When did he tweet this? I didn't see that
0: today, this morning. And he uh, he uh, deleted it.
1: Oh, that's he always does that. That's why I never get to see any of the tweets. They always get posted and deleted. Unless people mm. tag me or screenshot, I don't see nothing.
0: Sad. James Boris says, how many years did they build up potential sister Abigail only to saddle Alexa with a half-assed version depressing and sad? Oh, they didn't. Bray did. Bray built it. Bray Wyatt was the, the catalyst for that. Not them, not they. It was Bray. Alicia Ellis says, can we go ahead and rename the women's titles to W women's WWE championship and women's universal championship so we can get rid of brand specific titles. Maybe even do it with the tag titles as well. I'd be all on board with that. Uh, when Ronda Rousey was you, when she was what people called the UFC women's Bantamweight champion, she's like, just call me the Bantamweight champion. What does it matter? Yeah. Uh, Damien Priest, Dolph Ziggler. Oh boy. I enjoyed this. This was great work between these two. Uh, there were some false finishes here that had me going. Oh my God. WDB is so stupid. They're really going to beat Damien Priest and Dolph Ziggler is going to win the title, but this is a good match. But It's that WWE booking. It fooled me. It sold me a ticket, Denise. I was like, oh, they are stupid enough to do this. They are stupid enough to have Dolph Ziggler, great performer, be the first person to beat Damian Priest one-on-one. They are dumb enough to do that. Ultimately, it didn't happen. These guys had the crowd in the palm of their hand. The work was outstanding, Denise.
1: This was one of the highlights of Raw for sure. And I do want to give kudos where kudos I think is deserved and that is for Dolph Ziggler because uh, a, a lot of what I liked from this match came from Dolph because I I love that DDT to the outside that was brutal I love the the knee to the face of Priest that was brutal as yeah. well uh, but more importantly one of the parts that I did like was when Priest was going to hit him with the chair and he's on his knees and he's like hit me hit me like yes. he is putting so much passion he's got the wild hair I mean he is looking like a you know the lead actress in some drama Uh, He was really, really selling it very well. Um, That was a highlight for me, and so kind of like I will, I will have to say, I was, I kind of felt the same way you did in the end, where there was the split moment where I was fooled (laughs) and I expected Dolph Ziggler to get the win Uh, when Damian Priest did. I was like, all right, cool, you know, that was enjoyable. I, I felt myself, you know, getting, I was more invested in this match, considering that we have seen it before and considering that when I saw that it was announced, I didn't care. So con- so considering all of that, I was way more invested in it than I thought I would be.
0: I loved them trying to get Damian Priest counted out because the rule set was if Damian Priest got counted out or DQ'd, he lost the title. They played into that an awful lot. I thought that Bobby Roode, that Dolph Ziggler and Damian Priest did that excellently. This was one of the best things on raw and there was some good wrestling on this raw did you think aj versus omos was good wrestling on raw (sighs) daniel rothenberg says i don't watch raw all the time but i'm super confused by the omos aj match like carrying Cross's debut and diy's main roster debut they don't always seem to plan things he says omos wins with a two-handed choke slam There wasn't a lot in this match that had me saying, okay, Omos is up next.
1: All right. So unfortunately, this is where I have to kind of like, I'm not going to bury this, but I'm going to have to like point out some, some things here. So first and foremost, it was not bad. It wasn't horrible. It was enjoyable. I I paid attention the whole way through.
0: I like, I like watching people make chicken salad out of chicken shit. I like watching experienced workers work around greener guys.
1: Kudos to AJ Styles. Obviously, he did what we were expecting. We were expecting him to bump for Omaz, which he did. He made Omaz look strong, which good. He made him look powerful. All of that good stuff. But there, there was zero reaction to Omaz getting this win. When he won, I was looking at the crowd. And everybody was just sitting there. There was zero reaction zero and that's not a good thing we spent so much time with omaz and aj styles you know doing their tag team stuff they were funny all of that good stuff you would think that he would have gotten over we've spent a lot of good you know time of aj styles that he could have been doing something else putting over omaz and you know helping them get better and all of that and for this match to kind of go down the way that it did it kind of felt like no big deal Like, it didn't feel like a big deal. And considering how much time we spent with them being a tag team and then this breakup and all of that, it kind of felt like we wasted all of this time and this is what we got. And, oh, he won. And now I just, no reaction. Zero reaction.
0: And that's disappointing considering the way that they built and protected Omos, but I I don't.
1: You think he's not clicking with the crowd?
0: It it doesn't seem to be
1: it's just Wh- where personality? is it like,
0: like where is it like i kept hearing people say oh he's got a special kind of charisma and i was like he's tall he's tall and I'm, I'm not saying it'll never be there but i don't see it in the ring i don't see it like in the microphone i don't see a special presence yet and if you can't get the crowd to react with aj what are we doing
1: I thought they had they, good they chemistry tried him as, when it was they, him and AJ feeding off of each other. That's because yeah. AJ's really funny too. So they fed off of each other well. But alone by himself, he's just not shining, I think, the way that especially a big guy a big guy that size is supposed to like, come on, like, okay, like the great Collie, like he's like, you know, you can say all these things about the great Collie, Dude, I was like the biggest great Collie fan. <laughs> I don't know why, but I was a big great Collie fan. And like, I just remember how I felt when I saw the great Khali. And I don't feel the same way when I see, you know, like Amaz and Commander Z's. And I don't know, if maybe the great Khali is not the best example, but you know what? Screw it. I was a fan of the great Khali, so so what? Um, but it's just like, it's not the same
0: yeah it's it's just not it wasn't it didn't do it for me i hope it does in the future orlando says great u.s title match i wonder who will face priest for that belt in the next few months finn theory maybe omos if they put omos over damian priest just because he's tall that would frustrate me an awful lot
1: i'm trying Uh, to think of the last big guy that i was like a really big fan of recently like recent i can't think of anyone
0: uh, Alicia says, Is there a specific person gunning for priest backstage that has kept him so protected? He's like a unicorn. You know what, Alicia? I'm going to ask about that. Thank you for asking that. That's a good question that I need to, to find out. Ms. and Maurice are out, and we see a lot of footage, a whole lot of footage, but it's Edge coming out after this. And Edge says, By the way, Beth isn't fighting my battles for me. She just wanted to do that. And by the way, we want to face you at the Royal Rumble. And it's happening. I'm happy about this. Beth Phoenix and Maurice have had one singles match ever. It went four minutes. They've worked together over four dozen times, Denise. Now, granted, almost all those matches were one minute, two minutes, three minutes. But they're familiar with each other. I I will think of any excuse to watch a Beth Phoenix match. Raphael says she looks like she could go on a run for the title right now. Since Edge did it, I want to see her versus Lynch. Buddy, I have wanted any excuse to get Beth Phoenix back in the ring. She is only 41 years old. She, I'm sure she can still go. Look at her. She is in incredible shape. She looks like a megastar. And not only that, but, I mean, she effectively wrapped up her career, like, what, at 32 years old? 31 years old? There. Like, just think about it. And that was common back then. For years after that, that was common. Like AJ, Caitlyn, like so many of these women would just wrap it up at 30, 31. And now that's not as common. So I want to see her back. I wish she would get like a run, Denise. I want a Beth Phoenix run, damn
1: it. Damn, I got, a couple of, I got a couple of years left here on Fightful, Sean. Then I got to bounce. <laughs> That's it. My time's going to be out. I'm going to go hit, hit the bricks. 40-year-old Denise ain't going to fly on Fightful someday.
0: I'm going to get the youthful, exuberant Gail Kim to replace you.
1: Yes, please do. Um, dude, okay, I, I like this. You know, I'm excited for Beth Phoenix. I'm excited for Edge. We all knew that this was the direction that they were heading in. Uh, for the most part, the promo stuff was perfectly fine. I, I did think it took forever to kind of get to the point, like we all knew that they were going to make this match. It did take a hot second to actually get there, but I thought the execution of it was fine. People were excited. You know, Beth Phoenix was one of the most talked about things coming out of WWE Day 1 outside of the Brock Lesnar win. Um, so, you know, it's fine. I like it. I would like to see Beth Phoenix do more, you know, actually even go for the title. Not necessarily, you know, not necessarily win the title because I still think that should be like, you know, a Becky Lynch, Bianca and all of that. But I still think that her going in there and having these matches and considering that we have hardly no women, it would add so it would add depth to this roster because we need it. Like we literally need more uh, more women. And, you know, to have somebody like Beth Phoenix, that would be phenomenal.
0: I would love that. I'm just glad to see her back in the ring. Thank God. Nerd Guru says, Beth and Edge versus Becky and Seth at SummerSlam is the move. Uh, I think they should have done this far earlier or far different. If if it wasn't going to happen when Rollins broke into Edge's house, I don't think it's going to happen.
1: Times pass, which is weird, right? Because they incorporated the family stuff. So why wouldn't they have done this then? And think- then afterwards do the whole, you know, Ms. thing.
0: I I really think that a heel Becky and Seth together like as these like power fashion, couple the fashion lords like would be really good and if anybody could get a babyface reaction against Becky it'd be Beth Phoenix I think she's really got that possibility uh, Orlando says Love Edge and Beth pose can't wait for this mixed tag match Beth and Maurice had an eight minute match in Superstars in 2011 thought it went four minutes I could be wrong though. Uh, Chad Zufer says, not a raw statement, but fun fact. IC and women's tag titles have not been defended on a pay-per-view since Mania. Chad, that's not a fun fact. That's a horrible fact.
1: But thank you for sharing. Wait, what now?
0: The women's tag titles and the IC title, he says, have not been defended on a pay-per-view since WrestleMania. I'm going to look at this. Jesus Christ, really? I'm going to look at this right now. Oh, man. That would be rough. Rough. But, that uh, makes
1: sense because I remember SummerSlam. They didn't. They just had Shinsuke Nakamura come out and dance, and he was champion then, right?
0: I'm looking at it. Yeah, it was. There were a bunch of uh, a Cruz and Nakamura matches and Biggie matches on SmackDown. No, no Intercontinental Title. Wow, that sucks. That sucks. Well. <laughs> I'll tell you what didn't suck that big E promo. Daniel Rothenberg says, My one thing is, I don't want big E to go back to the power of positivity, ice cream, and pancakes. I want him mad and go after the title. Now I do. I was okay with that stuff before, Denise, because that's his personality and that's fine. Now I feel like he should be mad. But if I were him, the actual human behind big E, I'd be sad. I'd be mad that they pinned him still.
1: Like he can still be himself, but be mad. He definitely has to be mad about it because he could be he has to be. I don't want them like I think I said this on our last show, but I don't like when champions are forgotten about just the second they lose the title. They still have more importance to them. So you should keep that. I do think that they should do something similar with him as they did with Bobby Lashley the second he lost the title. They still kept him, you know, important, meaning something.
0: Uh, Guys, please get in your Super Chats and your Humper Chats over at HumperChats.com. We have a ton of shows going on over this week. So if you're not here live to watch the show and you want to get your question or statement in, HumperChats.com, just notify us which show you want to leave it for.
1: Denise Salcedo's Wednesday show because Sean hasn't told me how much I'm getting paid yet.
0: uh, Probably the pay-per-view rate, Denise. Uh, But (laughs) Oblivious Kari says... Kevin and Seth are friend goals. That is real trust. Yeah, we saw Seth and Kevin before this match, and they were talking about taking everybody out. And Seth's like, it's okay, you can trust me. And Kevin Owens goes, hey, you're not lying, are you? I love that. That I, I really dig them. I want to see them go on a tag team run. I want to see Kevin Owens and Seth Rollins take on RK Bro. Is what I want to see.
1: In a bromance. A bromance off. Sure. Why not?
0: What do you think of them together and what led up to this match?
1: For Seth Rollins and Kevin Owens. Well, I like that we've been seeing this now for weeks where they are, you know, on the same page with one another. And we also saw it at the pay-per-view where they were working with one another. So why wouldn't they do that again here today? And during that match, we did see, you know, the face-off with Big E and Bobby Lashley and uh, Kevin Owens and Seth Rollins. And that ended up leaving all to that other stuff that went out to the concourse. I like that. I thought that they've been, it makes sense given everything that we've been seeing. And there's actually a little story there. I appreciate yeah. it.
0: Uh, the match itself, fatal four way, top contendership. Holy crap! This was a blast, um, and you knew it was going to be a blast last night. They went up into the the concourse area, and no count out, no DQ. Eventually, Biggie and Lashley are like, "We're getting sick of these two and just beat their asses. grew says the only way to make Biggie losing is that we get Brock Lashley out of it. That's done. But then E has to win the rumble and beat Roman. I don't know if that will happen, but I can I see where things can logistically go. Denise, we're for getting who, for lo- Biggie, just in general. Oh. Owens and Rollins is a tag team. Biggie redemption story. Biggie should not lose for months and months and months. And if they do, it is promotional malpractice. Then we get Lesnar and Lashley. This see, week, Sean, this I have to cut rumble. you
1: off right there. Do you? You're already wishful hoping. He was champion and they were having him lose. So now not as champion, all of a sudden, they're going to have him be winning nonstop?
0: They didn't have him lose before then. They, they He was on a winning streak before he became the champion. It's just what WWE does. And it's stupid. When somebody wins a Money in the Bank briefcase or a title, they're like, oh, they're infallible. They're, this is what they need. The prop protects them. It doesn't. So I think in order to build him back up, that's what they were doing with Drew. It seems like what they're doing with uh, Damian Priest. I think they'll hopefully give Big E some wins. But Bobby Lashley is headed towards Royal Rumble. The spot of the match is that Kevin Owens swanton from the balcony. Holy shit, that was incredible! There was that- more
1: stuff too, though. Like there was Go that ahead. the the spear for, for with Lashley, where he literally just like ran like straight towards uh into the barricade and ended up getting nobody essentially. But yeah. that was kind of brutal within itself because he literally just like drove himself into that barricade, which was awesome. I love that. Um, I I didn't like the there was a I don't know what went wrong in that first spear that Big E did to Kevin Owens, but it looked terrible. Uh, from the camera angle, it looked like Kevin. Owens' body was here and like it just didn't really look like it connected that much and I think commentary made a note of that so that kind of that was the only thing that I wasn't necessarily in love with but everything else I did. Um, Kevin Owens and Seth Rollins essentially getting together to powerbomb both to both get together and powerbomb Big E. That was really cool through the commentary table especially because it made like Big E look like even larger than life because it took two men to essentially do that spot Um, them uh running up and going into the concourse and fighting out there and then putting kevin owens through the table that was cool uh they did a lot
0: they did this was outstanding and we're getting it brock lesnar bobby lashley orlando orego says finally lashler lesnar is happening it's a big one denise uh, orlando says great main event to end raw bobby deserves this win after the face-off on saturday you had a feeling it was it was coming and uh michael higgins says i said this after day one i'll say it again reigns is going to cost lesnar the title at royal rumble probably with assistance from Heyman. Lashley will be champ once again. If that happens, Denise, do you think it harms or helps the build for Reigns Lesnar at WrestleMania? If Reigns costs Brock the title.
1: Oh, see, this is hard because I don't want to see the title go back and forth. I, for Brock Lesnar, Bobby Lashley, I want to see Brock Lesnar win that. So for me, I don't want to see the, t- I don't want to see him essentially costing him the belt. And then it just like, you know, going back and forth. I'm n- I've never been a fan of that. So I'm going to have to say no, it would further the story a lot, but for sure. my personal taste, my personal, you know, fan opinion, <laughs> I kind of want to see Brock win that.
0: Nerd Guru says raw is emphatically better than SmackDown. The matches are better. I feel like more stuff matters. Lashley rules. What a show. Becky rules too. I've been enjoying Raw more than SmackDown for for quite a while. Quite a while. And Warrior Nation says, "Why would Roman cost want to cost Brock the title? He hates Brock. I mean, that's that's just pretty pretty simple. He just hates Brock." Uh, Chad says Brock shows up three times this week since he returned. Uh, he's been on regularly. Does he have a new contract stip or is this a ratings grab? Uh, I don't know the specifics of his contract. I will work to find that out, but. Yeah, I, I would I would imagine they, they... I know that they had him in for a certain number of matches. And I, I reported that earlier or later last year. I'll find out what that was again. Football Talk says, what if Roman Reigns does something Brock never did by winning the Rumble to set up a unification against Brock at WrestleMania? Uh, Brock did win the Rumble. Brock won the 2003 Rumble. Uh, so he has done that. But Brock says he's going to be at SmackDown Friday. That's cool. That makes me happy. Michael Higgins says, can't see the unification match at Mania. So I see Roman costing Lesnar the title and Lashley becoming champion once again. Oh, I hope we don't get a title unification, especially with two nights of WrestleMania with this thin roster. Oh, man.
1: And here's the other thing, too, and we mentioned this earlier, was the second that Bobby Lashley won and Brock Lesnar was asked for, like, a comment on Bobby Lashley winning, he didn't even care. He just commented on Roman Reigns. So I feel like that... You know, obviously it's going to play into all of that.
0: It's not a super chat, but I see somebody saying if you hot potato the title too much, it makes it meaningless like the IWGP title. I disagree. Think back to the hottest era of wrestling. Nobody was holding that title for more than 40 days at a time. It was switching all the damn time. The show being good makes the title mean more. And then if, it, if it's necessary, you can have longer reigns, sure.
1: I'm not a fan of the hot potato in the bouts. I've just never, I like my long title reigns. I'm a sucker for them. They're my guilty wrestling pleasure. What's, what's a
0: good long title reign you remember on WWE TV besides Roman Reigns?
1: <laughs> besides Roman Reigns? There's not that many, though. Who else can you name exact, exact.
0: me? Exactly.
1: But I'm talking like in general what? in wrestling, though. What? What? I'm talking, about, I'm talking about in general. Like, in not. I'm not talking about just WWE. I'm talking about like, okay, so in WWE, who had like, AJ. let's talk about some more. AJ, some more come. long reigns. Okay. Those were AJ. good. Okay, no, those they, were good.
0: What? Those were okay. AJ, was, AJ got kicked in the balls by Nakamura for like four okay, months. Okay, that, that was
1: not good. That was not good. good. Yeah, yeah, that wasn't good. I'm not at even all. gonna argue that one a little. I'm not even gonna argue that one with you. I'm not Punk even gonna was, argue it with you.
0: Punk was okay. Punk should have been a lot longer. What's well, he? Um,
1: how long was Punk? Uh, I Four hundred thirty-four days. See, and I think I saw that also because at the time, CM Punk was my favorite wrestler too. So I have that like bias during that okay. point. But Cena. personally, I still like long title reigns. That's just like Cena. throughout everything.
0: Cena, 06.
1: Well, I was never a John Cena fan the, at that the time. The
0: Edge so. stuff was good, but besides that, okay. JBL, I was an Edge fan. JBL, 280 days.
1: JBL wasn't JBL fan at the time.
0: Outside of Eddie, that, that reign sucked. Uh, Brock Lesnar, 07, was never on the show. <laughs> oh, that one wasn't the greatest either. Or, or 2017, was never on the show. I'm trying to think of world heavyweight title reigns. Um, Batista's, Batista's was pretty good. I like that, 280 days. But like Reign of Terror, Triple H, 280 days. That was terrible. I know everybody hated
1: Triple H. I was a Triple H fan. Oh. So I I feel differently about that.
0: Yeah. And like a lot of people. I know a lot of people
1: wouldn't agree with me on that one. Trust me. I know. know It's an unpopular opinion.
0: I know a lot of people are like, oh, NXT. That is completely different. That was not even booked by the same people. But we got um, KE7. Actually, we got Hamlet saying maybe Goldberg can cost Bobby the title or Youngberg. (laughs) Goldberg's son back for revenge. Be easy, Ian says, Big E ate all the swanton off the balcony, immediately saw Kevin a check if he was right, I, or if he was okay. I did too. Um, I saw that. Owens' leg hit lash or hit Big E hard. Owens has been crushing Big E with a lot of spots lately. And, uh, yeah. But uh, Kevin letting Seth go for the pin was a nice wrinkle. All in for the character development of KO, he says. Juan Ortiz says, who do you think should win the men's and women's Rumble? We get this question every week. Uh, right now, right now at this moment, I think Big E and Bianca probably.
1: Oh, my God. Do you think it'll be Austin Theory? It better not be. I mean, I don't think it should be, but like he's getting way too letter. much attention from Vince Ready? McMahon.
0: I'd write a I thought this was going to be a
1: one-week thing. I wasn't expecting this to go multiple weeks and having Austin Theory have all of these meetings with Vince McMahon. Yeah. <laughs> what is up with that?
0: Somebody, somebody mentions, uh, how could you forget gender's reign? That was like six months in the grand scheme of things. Oh, that boy, was terrible. Buddy, it felt like an eternity. I'll tell you that much. But it was like five and a half months. So it wasn't nearly as, as long in the grand scheme of things. Back then, it felt like it was a long time. Higgins says, the Miz hot potato the title to Lashley said, be fitting if it happened again.
1: I don't I, want I to could, remember that. Don't want to remember That was it. weird. That was and SAS, terrible.
0: SAS is not, the bad, not that it's a bad thing, but I don't know who's the favorite to win the Rumble. Who would you two pick? I just mentioned uh, Big E and Bianca. but I th- don't see
1: Bianca winning it back to back, though. I just don't see it.
0: I could. But that, then that that it's would like, be, who
1: else, though? That'd who else be quite, is there? That'd be quite. There of, sorry.
0: How dare you interrupt me? I would never do that to you, Denise.
1: Damn. All right. Apologies. Denise,
0: Let's I would continue
1: on. This is your show. I'm not even here.
0: KE775 says, Off topic. Jaguars fans are planning to protest the con ownership rough week for father and son. Um, yeah, I mean, that that not not a great one. I'll say that much. But we've got tons of stuff at Fightful this week, you know. I was just so busy yesterday, Denise, um, watching the Cincinnati Bengals clinch the AFC North. Oh, man. What do you got going on this week, Denise? I'll, Give us the plugs.
1: I was, ab- <laughs> Never mind. I was about to play a joke on you, but you finished talking way too fast for me to to execute said joke. Uh-huh. All right. Well, um, plans, as you mentioned earlier, I will be here on Wednesday to talk about Wrestle Kingdom night one and night two. So please make sure you guys join that streamer. Sean won't have me do any more single shows. So if you guys want me to do more single shows, I got to get them numbers, right, Sean? I got to get them numbers. So make sure you guys tune in for that. Um, And then I will be here with Steven on Saturday to do Hard to Kill Impact Wrestling. So that's going to be really fun. Um, Tune in for that. Other than that, I am less than 1,200 followers away from hitting 50 50K on Twitter at underscore Denise Salcedo. Please go give me some love there. I'll be tweeting about all the shows, sharing all the links for all the shows. Additionally, I'm on live each and every single week on F4W online, Tuesdays, Wednesdays, and Fridays to talk about all the pertaining shows that go on that day and YouTube.com slash Denise Salcedo. And that's about it.
0: Check it out, guys. I've got interviews with Gil Kim and Chelsea Green tomorrow. Steve Macklin later this week ahead of Impact Hard to Kill. Chad Zuber says, what about Bailey winning? And Sasha as a candidate is what Injection says. I think Sasha is a good candidate. Uh, yeah. Bailey, I have not heard anything about her coming back yet. So until I get that intel, I, I can't really just say, oh, yeah, her. <laughs> I would love it. I would absolutely love it because she's incredible. But, uh, guys, thank you all so much. Uh, Juan Ortiz says, Patriots got into the playoffs. The Jets made it into the playoffs in Denise's alternate universe.
1: Hey, we still guys, beat the Bengals.
0: freaking dude. freaking do says I
1: have bragging rights for the rest let, of the season for that. Let
0: me tell you. If, That's all if, I've
1: got, Sean. Don't take it away.
0: In life, if your saving grace is at least we beat the Bengals, that is a sad existence. <laughs> Joel Pearl says, see you guys at 2.30 a.m. for the Wrestle Kingdom. Watch along on Twitch. We're going to be exhausted and loving it. Well, then I probably won't be up because I thought it was at two. So until next time, guys, we're out.